Hey folks, just a heads up. The thoughts and opinions of the guest and the host are not representative of the thoughts and opinions of Woke and Baked Entertainment. All of this is entertainment, none of it is real, and none of it is to be taken seriously. My guest today is a returning guest. It is DJ Savvy, a rap and R&B producer based in Anchorage. Now, he and I both returned from Texas. We talk about our respective trips a little bit here. I was down there uh, doing the jits and hanging out with my firstborn. He was down there chasing the bag, as the kids say. What does that mean? He was doing what he does. He's a producer. He was producing music. All right, we discuss traveling during the time of COVID. We discuss music. We discuss the virus. We discuss the vaccine. We discuss all kinds of things. But the big topic of the podcast is Lil Nas X and his Satan sneaker. Now, if you are not familiar with Lil Nas X and his Satan sneaker, well, then you have not been paying enough attention to it. We're also talking about the music video, uh, which was released uh, coinciding with the release of the Satan sneaker, which was a collaboration between Lil Nas X and Mischief, the same company that was responsible for the Jesus sneaker of last year. All right, we touch on a whole bunch of other topics uh, up to and including the pandemic, the virus, the vaccine, and all kinds of other stuff. I enjoy talking to Savvy because, well, myself, I feel like I get stuck in a bubble where I end up talking to people who have the same opinions and thoughts that I do, and so they kind of reinforce whatever thoughts and ideas I have versus talking to someone like Savvy, who is from a completely different place, a completely different environment, and has, uh, in many ways, a very different thought process than my own. So I'm always grateful to speak to someone who has uh, different thoughts and opinions than my own. So, without any further ado, ladies, gents, and others, here is myself and DJ Savvy on the topic of Lil Nas X and his Satan sneakers, and like 20 other topics. So, here we go. Oh yeah, stay tuned for the end of the podcast so I can tell you all about the wonderful supporters of this podcast, including Red Run Cannabis Company, Tenth Planet Soldatna, and my favorite place in the world that is not my house, Iron Asylum. All right, folks, thanks for checking out the podcast. I appreciate it. Hello, you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? I can hear you. Can you see me? I can see you. All right, cool. We're, we're good. Perfect. What's up, man, brother? You, how, you, how you doing, fam? I'm I'm great, man. You look all angelic in the with the. Are you dead? Oh, yeah, the light. Yeah, the lighting. Yeah, the lighting. Lighting in the background. Yeah, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm, at my, I'm at my girl's house right now. Well, well, good. I thought you were on the other side for a second. I was like, oh, no, I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. Well, it might be appropriate given today's topic of conversation. Okay, actually, that's you know what I like. How I like this rollout. I like this rollout. I, respect to the Wu Tang hoodie. Oh, thank you very much, and and to the Forty Ninth Supply Company for okay, for making Raven. Okay, nine oh seven. I see you. I, I like that. I like that. 
I love this hoodie. It's so comfortable. Let me quick plug for uh, for the fine folks over at Forty Ninth Supply Company. This is one of the most comfortable hoodies I have ever owned. I love. I, I buy all their pieces all the time when I can. Um, when I got extra money to spend, I love them. Sorry, there's stuff going on in my house that I'm not part of. That's all good. Um. So the the topic of conversation is the uh, the mischief and Lil Nas X collaboration on the Satan sneaker. Yeah, I, I got I got three point of views on it, and, and I'd like to hear all of them. Okay, my first, I want to get into marketing. Lil Nas X marketing guy. Market you? I, I don't just for this little effort he's done. He's done. He's on like national news. He's on places that usually don't play his music. He on every, my news feed. I don't even follow him, and my news feed is literally filled with this guy. This is the most anyone has talked about him in two years. Yeah, this is like this is on this is on fire right now, and that's like the most played song. I think Lil Nas X Old Town Road is the most played song on earth. Yeah, well, there's a seventy thrat like seventy thousand remixes for it, right? Yeah, it, it it was like most played song. Like no one has ever played a song more than people have played Old Town Road. Like they did the math for it. I saw, um, but it's like a huge like he doesn't he doesn't like the the streaming money that he's gotten off that one song. He doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life. He does like for a couple of generations in the family. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, he um. He did the production on that. He handled everything on that song, providing he didn't sell any rights to it. Yeah, it's all him. It's all him. It's all him. So, and he got a he and he got a remix of um, Mr. Cyrus on there. Shit, you know what I mean? Like, he's out of there. Well, well, you could make the argument that that's when you know uh, Satan was rolling with him when he got the uh, the Billy Ray Cyrus feature. Uh, I mean, because. I mean, we could we could we could go starting off the dark path of uh, of Miley Cyrus and all of the dark arts connection stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. we could talk about him doing the uh, doing the uh, the Amazon show with Katy Perry and Jeff Bezos. Yeah, you know, but but sticking specifically to the sneaker, yeah, this is the most anyone has talked about this young man in years. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't think it's just about. If people are gonna get mad at the Satan sneaker, you gotta get mad at the angel joint that they dropped with the holy water. And I remember a couple months they did the holy water. Because one thing about religious, if you really, really religious and you respect other people's religion, you ain't supposed to make people's religions a fashion statement. You know, you ain't not you're not supposed to play around with it like that. You're supposed to respect it, do it. Like you're not supposed to people, you know, people choose to pick what side of re- of religious behavior they want to respect. And we got to understand when it comes to religion, because it's ideology, when you let one half express itself, you got to let the other half express itself too. Agreed. Um, this, but this company mischief, uh, that's kind of like, that's kind of their shtick. Like they're, uh, they like to push boundaries. They did the Jesus shoe with the holy water, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which was retailing for you know like a thousand dollars, but you could buy the bootleg on Chan sneakers for about a hundred and fifty. 
Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, it was like a fifteen hundred dollar sneaker when it first when it first dropped. But they've been doing like their streetwear, customizing sneakers. A lot of cats, you know, that that's a big that's a big audience that you can make a lot of money just buying Nike sneakers and do, remixing them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that's a it's a big market. You know what I mean? But like, I just feel like they hit they they hit the they hit the wrong buttons they hit the wrong they, they hit the wrong buttons like and plus they hit uh they hit the buttons that Nike doesn't want to do again hit again because i think they did, they dropped the muslim sneaker a while back and it was like they start going i remember they start going crazy over uh, over that and like people was wearing it and like in offensive poses and it was all over the internet like so they don't really want to Fuck with that, you know what I mean, right now. So we can go back over 20 years. Around 97, 98, there was the Flames of Allah uh, sneakers. And on the back of these sneakers, embroidered, um, were supposed to be flames, but it, um, but it was uh, the Arabic, it looked like the Arabic word for Allah. So um, this is something that Nike has kind of towed a line. And, and I mean, maybe in 97 or 98, you could probably feign a little bit of ignorance. Like, oh, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. The, the thing is, we are, we are a much more global community, and Nike is a much more global corporation than they were 20-odd uh, yeah, years ago. Yeah, there's multiple owners of Nike. It, it's a conglomerate. It's not like just one person at Nike. Like, eager shareholders and everything. Like, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's not just Tinker Hatfield just throwing together some cool uh, designs. Absolutely yeah. not. And I remember, I remember, uh, I remember uh, them getting a lot of heat from that because I don't even think you're supposed to wear like the name of Allah or or Muslim culture or something like that. Or, like so, it was like really just I, I don't know if I want to disrespect no one, but I know it was really offensive to a lot of Muslims. And 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 I can understand and appreciate that. Um, I think that the the G, going to the Jesus uh, the Jesus sneaker. Um, I remember when I first read about that. I thought like that was a new Yeezy. You know, like I was like, uh, and then I saw and like, oh, this is a this is a Nike. This is a, a remanufactured custom Nike. And and I think it, we need to make the clarification. Uh, Mischief is being sued right now, not for customizing, because customizing is protected free speech. Uh, you can buy you can buy a pair of Nikes, write "fuck Nike" on yeah. them, and sell them as authentic Nikes. And, and shout out, and, and shout out to Dapper Dan for everyone that's listening in this episode. You know, he went to court and fought for that because he used to remix a lot of Louis Vuitton back in the day for street streetwear, and you know he he took the steps for a lot of street fashion. You know what I mean? He got caught up in a lot of court cases, and he fought for that. So respect to him. We're talking about, you know, that type of stuff. Well, also, a uh, cool little trivia note about Dapper Dan. When Mike Tyson got into his fist fight with Mitch Blood Green, it was in front of Dapper Dan. Yeah. So, you know, like Dapper Dan's been around for a minute. All yeah. those uh, all those, uh, those Eric B. and Rakim, like Gucci and That's Louis Vuitton nice. suits, that was all Dapper yeah. Dan. Yeah, uh, that was awesome, and he and he had the, he had the legit fabric like to a point where they were coming to him. Yeah, um, I remember Baby said once, uh, you know, like none of my none of my my Gucci suits are Gucci; they're all Dapper Dan. Uh, so you know, like he's it's there's 
there's been remixing and there's been uh, streetwear um, remixing for forever since the beginning of time. Since the first time, you know, folks were sti- putting stitches on on jackets, on their shirts, on on whatever. People have been customizing since forever. But this is a little different because how who the hell has time to customize 666 pairs of Nikes? Man, they're they're man, getting sued for counterfeiting them. Yeah, that that's true, but it's like there are people doing it because there's money in that right now. There is serious, like in the sneaker game, there is like sneakers are, to a certain degree are like stocks. Absolutely, stock X, for example, is is you the know, perfect like, example see, of that. So, so people, people, like, and plus they got machines and computer programs. Like, we, they, they, they can like, they can like damn near do it now. So there's there's money in that. Like, there there. There's money in that, serious money in that. So I can see it. But uh that's my opinion about it. Like I feel like I feel like it's how like other religious people take other other religions, like religions wanna put it all up in your face, all up in your face. Then when someone does something religious that they don't like, it's offensive. You know what I mean? But there was cool shoving a religion in their face that says you know, gay homosexuality is a sin, and all, and I see where he where he was coming from. In an interview he did, he was like, you know, no one said anything about me when religious people bashed him all his life. You know, what I mean, stuff like that. But when, as soon as he says something like that, everyone wants to flip out on him. And I understand, you know, you know, the religious community, you know, I think in any aspect has not been very nice to the homosexual community. If you know anything about American history, so. Well, I mean, it's it's a global history, and yeah? like the if there's a if there are groups of people who have uh, been abused throughout time, yeah, it's absolutely the the gay community, you know, going back hundreds of years, which is which is a whole other conversation. Uh, but yeah, that's a that, that, but, that, but I'm just I'm just speaking yeah, that that is another conversation. But I was just oh, sorry for cutting you off. But I was just speaking on that from little Nas X response. Oh, absolutely. That, 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 create, that creates a, a deeper dialogue because a lot of people are getting mad at something they grew up with because they grew up with it but don't understand like how other people feel about it. Oh, oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and it evokes a conversation. That's that's the important. I, I think there's an important thing there because it does evoke a conversation. Uh, where were you when people were talking about you know like saying the worst shit about me because I'm gay? You know what? You are a hundred percent right. Um, you know, you, and that's the other thing is you you have artistic freedom to to do whatever you want. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Robert Maplethorpe, uh, but he was uh, an artist who did, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a crucifix covered in elephant shit. So this is uh, well, yeah yeah. So folks have been been touching on the 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 religion aspect for a very long period. Of- yeah, but he, he, I remember I remember when Diddy was getting on getting excuse me hating on for and Nas for the you can hate me now video. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they, they were on the crucifix. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that? I I I I remember that. So you know, what I mean? it's just uh, yeah. like one of those. It's one of those things where like. If you're religious, be religious, but stop trying to push it on people. And when other people push their religious beliefs on people, it's a problem. Because, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with Satanism or, you know, um, 
say uh, you know Satan worshippers, but I'm gonna be real with you. I used to work for this delivery company, and they used to have like I used to go to they surrenders clubhouse on the on the west side, and they used to have pizza parties. And I'm not gonna lie, they were some of the nicest people I ever met. They tip, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, I really, they just did their word thing, and they wasn't like what the mean understanding it was. It, it was like they didn't really believe in it. They just like really was mocking it. Yeah. And it was just like social social group people, but like they were my best tippers when I was doing deliveries. Like I never had a problem with them or anything. So it's like, you know, I mean, religion's a weird thing. It's just weird. I think that, I don't know, lots of people take it seriously. Lots of people don't take it seriously. Uh, It's all a matter of personal choice, right? Like the things that make you happy are the things that make you happy. If you find solace, if you find peace, if you find this, you find that from your, your faith, that's great. If you don't, then find something that speaks to you. But in the matter of, of a sneaker, right? Um, if, if you're a religious person, it's blasphemous. If you're a religious person, the, the, the Jesus shoe was blasphemous. Uh, I think... Yeah. If you, if, you, if, you re- if you really religious, if you know, if you go by the book, but there's a lot of people out here, fake religious, you know what I mean? Having casual sex and want to get mad at gay people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people like, you know what I mean, out here uh, doing gay stuff and bashing gay people. There's a lot of people out here, fake religious. You know what I mean? You know, Muslims beloved pork chops and stuff like that, but you know, but like you know, what I mean, so it's like how re, a lot of religious people. I, I I grew up in a religious family, and I can tell you this, knowing being born a religious, there's a lot of people that plead that they represent this religious lifestyle and don't even read the book that the religion is based off front to back ever in their life. They never they never read it themselves. They're just literally quoting quotes that they heard and they accept and go with pieces of parts that they like or not. A majority of people. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's it's an hour or two a week, right? Like, that's what their commitment is to whatever their faith is. I mean, how many, how many you know, gangster rappers uh, rock crucifixes, you know? Um, that's, you know? That, and, that's, and that's like, you know, if you're going to play that, if you're going to play that part, and that's what I'm saying, and you're not supposed to be having no iced out Jesus cross. That, you know, that's, you know, you're not supposed to. Uh, you're not, and you're definitely not supposed to have no Jesus, uh, Jesus peace. Sam Kinison had a, had a really good joke about it. Like the, if Jesus were to come back, the last thing that he'd want to see is himself crucified everywhere he turned. Um, like, why would you want a reminder of that? Like the worst moment of your life. I'm sure Jesus, you know, he says something effective, like I'm sure Jesus would be a little, uh, a little taken back by that. But um, nonetheless, I mean, like, how do you feel? How do, how do you feel about the sneaker? So, I'm a fan of the 97 Air Max silhouette. I think it is one of the coolest sneakers of all time. Classic. Um, Classic. Uncomfortable. Absolutely. Um, So, as far as the colorways, that's cool. I actually did buy a pair of Nike samples back in, like, 06 that had an embroidered pentagram on them. They were Nike ESPYs. They were skate shoes with Velcro on them. You could probably Google and find them. Just Google Nike pentagram Velcros. In fact, when I post this up on YouTube, one of these shoulders will have it behind me um, because they made it in other colors. Uh, 
So this isn't like the first time Nike has towed a line. Um, I think that it exists to get people talking, right? That's what all of this exists for. Those sneakers sold out in a minute, all right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah, why they, they exist. I, yeah, they did. They, they, sold, they, they sold out. He cashed out that. He cashed uh, out before he could stop it. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, Nike is suing Mischief for counterfeiting their problem now or their product. Now, me, I am all about counterfeiting uh, Nike products because I think that Nike is a company with a long history of, of uh, hum- I'll, I'll say human rights abuses in the way that they treat their employees. If you talk about a company that has made money off of the, the backs of poor people um, and then creating a fake, a fake market um, for their sneakers, for their, uh, for their resale sneakers. You had uh, one of their vice presidents just got fired because her son was buying with a corporate credit card tons and tons of sneakers and then reselling them online. Um, they create a fake market uh, out of these products. So if someone is stealing money from Nike, I don't give a fuck, all right? Bless their hearts. But, you know... I, I agree. I, I agree with your standpoint, but it's also Nike is a big corporation and a big corporation, you know, like moms and pops. You don't know what the West Corporation might be doing a whole bunch of foul stuff and the East Corporation might be doing it by the book. So it's a bad it's like it's like when Adult Swim, when that one pedophile guy got busted on Adult Swim. They were talking about a cancel Adult Swim or, or something like that. And people were like, you're going to cancel all these people's jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not just punish that one person. That's not really fair. You know what I'm saying? To judge them like that. Uh, I think that it, it ends up becoming a corporate climate because it's not just it's not just one or two people. It, it ends up being like if, if we're talking – if we're talking about the the kids of important people, right? Like we're talking about the the Eric Trumps or the Hunter Bidens or the kid of the vice president who's reselling uh, bulk uh, bulk sales of Nikes, um, you know, or Supremes or or whatever it is, right? Um, you have to be aware that that stuff is going on. But at the same time, like the, the manufacturing plants, like that stuff's been pretty well documented. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it has been documented. Like so that, I'm it, not saying it doesn't exist. It yeah, yeah. Exist or, um, for me, but and and Nike's not going to miss my you know couple hundred bucks a year on on new sneakers uh, from them. Um, so my <laughs> little my little personal boycott means absolutely nothing, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, but for me. The sneaker itself, um, you know, uh, get rid of the weird blood in the back thing, which makes it look kind of like a um, uh, what are the 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 lava lamps, right? It looks like a lava lamp with with that liquid in the back. Um, takes away from that's it, real, like the that's real, I, I just read an article. That's real blood. Yeah. Yeah, it's a supposedly, supposedly a drop of real blood. And supposedly, like, the water in the Jesus shoes was technic. it was, like, real... Um, it, was, it was real, it was real, real holy water, water, yeah. Yeah, but if you bought the bootleg, 
right? If you bought the bootleg Jesus shoe, you could still take it to a priest, have him blessed, and now you got official holy water. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can't, I, I mean, I guess you could put like real blood in there or something, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's, um, it's all, it's all marketing, right? It's all, that's, that's all any of this is, is it, uh, if you have, um, and let's, let's imagine that they are counterfeit Nikes, right? Because you have companies like, like somewhere in America, which are kind of remanufacturing, remixing, uh, a silhouette from say a Nike dunk, adding different materials, better materials, adding different straps to it. I don't know if you're familiar with Sia somewhere in America. Very yeah. cool. Uh, very cool stuff out of the West Coast. Also veteran-owned company. Um, but there's a big difference between remixing a silhouette and um, straight-ahead counterfeiting with the, the Nike check on it. So if you're taking a, something that is um, – your bootleg is $110, right, which means that the actual sneaker was probably closer to around $30 or $40 or whatever, and you're able to resell that for $1,000, um, get the bag, my friend. Get the bag because you're going to need lawyers. Um, I, and I don't think that this would have been the first time that they've done that. Uh, you know, like you can, you can get – remanufacturers you can you there are factories overseas uh in in china that that will retool something for you and so that's what these companies yeah, are doing um you know i i think that nike is taking advantage of people when they have the uh the 500 chunky donkeys um but you can buy them for 115 bucks direct from china yeah yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely can. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a big <clears throat> conversation. And one, I'm gonna be honest with you. When you hit, I wanted to talk about it because I seen it so much on my timeline. But before you hit me up, I sent, I didn't want to be an unbiased judge, so I watched the whole music video. It was my first time watching it. And for anyone that hasn't seen the music video, I don't want to be a spoiler. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds before I drop it. I'm going to give you five seconds. At the end of the music video, he kills Satan at the end. So it's like, is it really, really co-signing if you're killing Satan at the end? I don't know. I don't know. Slayer never took back shots. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to watch, but I wanted to be a uh, fair judge. And and, and I uh, appreciate that. I listened I listened to the song, um, you know, and it was like, eh, it was a song. It was a pop song. Like it was, it's, a, yeah, it was cool. It was it was just it was cool. It wasn't a bad song. You know, just just judging on the song. The video was like uh I don't know if he was like undercover to kill Satan or he was just trying to I don't know. It was just it, it was really weird, and but he has his right to express himself. So that's 100%. how he feels. That's how 100%. he feels. That's how he feels. Uh, I didn't know that he killed Satan at the end. Um, yeah, I know that this particular song, this particular video, wasn't made for me. Right? Like nobody was sitting down. Like, how do we get Bill to really like our shit? Um, so, 
as an artist, he has every right to do whatever it is that he wants to do. Uh, whether it was 1991 and 1992 when Ice-T was, uh, was recording and releasing Cop Killer with Body Count, you, the, the, the beautiful thing about the First Amendment is you get to say whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. you want to and, do. And, that, and, and, that's, and that's the thing about the First Amendment, and people don't realize that they just go by the parts that they like, but what they mean by the First Amendment, as long as it ain't a threat, as long as it ain't a threat, or it's like false propaganda, like easily to prove whatever, you can damn near say anything you want. Yeah. And if he wants to give, if he wants to give, uh, like rub his nuts in Satan's face, that's cool. Uh, you know, South Park uh, made, uh, you know, uh, had had Satan and Saddam Hussein shook, uh, shacking up. Like it's, these are things that, that you can, things that people hold sacred are are going to be messed with. They're going, like, the more upset you get about something, there's going to be someone who is going to push that much harder to have fun with it. I, I agree. I agree. But one thing about South Park and, like, Family Guy and, Shel- and Simpsons, people don't really get mad at them because they keep it fair and they mess with everything. They mess with they they mess with every so everything is not and they and they really do get on everything so like they don't just be like straight hardcore Asian jokes or hardcore black jokes or white jokes or religious jokes they really get on everything so people really can't be mad like if you really sit down and watch a week of Simpsons you kind of get the mentality of oh everything's a joke you know what I mean. Well, if it, either everything is sacred or nothing is, and that's the that's the way that you have to treat people's art. It, you can't get upset because someone, um, if you're going to you know get upset about uh, something that offends you, but you're not going to offend this other person's right to be offended, and and that while that's neither here nor there, everyone has every right to be offended by whatever it is that they get offended by, but what they don't have is the right to. Uh, stop the person from saying it, especially if a it's not hurting anybody. Um, it's it's protected. Uh, it's protected speech. It's I I one hundred percent agree. But the thing what, what no one is talking about is when you offend religious people. Religious people get crazy. Religious people will blow up stuff. All all, all not just Muslims, not just Christians. But just religious people in general, when you disrespect their religion and there's enough big a big enough crowd of them, they they they've been known to do some crazy stuff. So it's dangerous for him. Like the Beatles got shot. The one of the guys got be- shot from the Beatles because he said he was bigger than Jesus at the time. And a religious person, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So um... and he shot and and, and, and he shot him. And like, look at not even let's not even on music. Like, religion is super touchy. Like, what's that fight uh, with a uh, UFC? I know UFC, CFC guy, Connor versus uh, what's the Muslim guy? Habib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he started dis- he started disrespecting his family and stuff like that. His homeboys literally got on a plane in Vegas and was knocking people out. Like, that wasn't the only fight in UFC. Like, they were knocking people out in casinos. Like, Vegas was turned up. That night, like religious people, that people that take that stuff and they were down to go to jail, do whatever time for it. You know, you know, you gonna catch a body. They was with it, like fully. Like he, he, Khabib hopped out the ring to get a to get a hold of his coach, and he put hands on him. Like it was, it was going down. Like the whole Vegas was like that. So 
you gotta understand the group of people when you challenge that type of stuff or you disrespect that type of stuff, you gotta understand the group of people that you're dealing with. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking back to uh, to Lennon, because um, it was John Lennon that, that that got shot. He had said that years and years before. Like when you when you attack people's religion, people hold on to that shit, right? Like John Lennon said that shit. Like said we're bigger than Jesus in the in the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, it wasn't until like nineteen eighty that that he got popped. Um, but, so that's what, but that's what he popped him for, though. What's up? Yeah, that's what they shot him over. Yeah, yeah, it was um, a guy was you know uh, was pretty upset about it. Yeah, and and that's uh, and unfortunately, like or fortunately, like that's that's where we are at. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, and I just also I think he's young. I understand he's been hurt by society. I, I, you know, I, I, I have sympathy for the, uh, you know, the gay community, the trans community, and their struggle. And, and, you know, but I understand. But it's like sometimes you, you can't. If you want to make things better, sometimes like trolling, trolling something to the max doesn't make it better. You know what I mean? Like having these communicate, having this dialogue, or how you feel. Because I was like, not offended, but I. I I understand a couple people that I care about was offended, but until I like listen to the interview and why he did it, I understood where he came from. Oh, absolutely. I, he has, and I've said it before, he has every right to say whatever thing he's going to say as long as nobody's going to get hurt. And, and if you are upset about what the old town road kid had to say, then maybe you need to listen. Um, and I don't think that it's a video that's going to be played at 10 a.m. on Nickelodeon. Like, it's a very grown-up video. It's a very grown-up song. 38 million views. People were people are listening. People, <laughs> controversy sells. If, if it's, um, if it's uh, a new Takashi 6ix9ine video or it's... Uh, or it's the the old town road kid rubbing his nuts in Satan's face. People are people are attracted to controversy. They want to see what it's about. Con- but controversy has it sells fast, but it also dies out slow. Like people are still talking about Wu Tang, you know, good art. You know what I'm saying? Reasonable doubt. No, you know what I mean. All the Wayne classic mixtapes. You know, people pass down Disney movies and Pixar movies. People don't pass down pornos and super action movies to their kids. You know what I mean. So controversy does sell, but like good art and like tasteful art kind of like makes your dollar guaranteed. You're saying you never you never stole any of your dad's porn. Nah, I was always a, a, a Pornhub kind of guy. You know what I mean? I was I closed the computer fast. Okay, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're from different generations. Like, my first porn stash was my dad's top drawer. No, nah, I I didn't have uh, a porn stash growing up. Away, what we had was we went to my grandma's house, and, you know, all her reading material, like, like it was, like, in her uh, in her bathroom. So she had books and whatever, and my, my grandpa would have, like, Hot model uh, car magazines, 
like you would have hot model car magazines and stuff like that. So that's like the closest I ever like, did like the porn until like the internet. Yeah, see, I I, I was a, a pre-internet porn guy, you know, like that's that's how old I am. Uh, you you had to like. <laughs> You had to steal shit from your dad and hope your buddy stole shit from his dad if you wanted to have control of any physical pornography. Wow, that's wow. See that see nowadays, man, you can't you type in the wrong thing and you might be on the porn site. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. And and I'm sure a, a big chunk of that is intentional. Um out of curiosity, what are you dabbing? If you want to give a shout out to anybody who's uh, any fine uh Oil manufacturers. Um, I want to give a shout out to AKO Farms. Their sugar wax, GMO cookies. Yeah, I, me and my girl. That's that's our strain. Like it's an indica. It gets you high. It doesn't push you down. I love it. It's gassy. Like, in, shout out to them. They did a good job. I love GMO. I think GMO has become one of my favorite strains. Um, I, you know, I had uh, actually ate a gram of GMO oil before I got on a plane to go down to uh, Texas, yeah. and it was it was the most existential experience that I've had on an oil in a long time. Now you've flown out of uh, Anchorage International, uh, as I have. Uh, I believe it's gate gate C, the the one Alaskan uh, Air flies out of uh, that yeah. has the like. The toy, I don't know, the big, like, kind of playground plane. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Keep, keep going. Okay, so they've, they've, got this, they've got this little plane that kids can climb on and play in, and it's an Alaska Airlines plane. So I ate my gram of decarb before I get on my plane, and as they start loading up the plane and they're putting people on, they say they immediately start deboarding the plane. And then they go over the intercom and they say, we've got frozen pipes. We're going to turn the heat up all the way and get things flowing again. Which, by the way, I'm not an engineer. That does not sound like something that you want to say to non-engineer people uh, to comfort them before they get on a plane at 30,000 feet, right? Um, and I, by the way, this oil is telling me, don't get on the plane. You're going to die. So I'm already freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die on this plane. Um, I'm still – if I'm going to die, I'm going to die going down to see my son. You know, like I can I can live with that's how I die. Uh, but I'm freaking out because they've got frozen pipes, and they're turning it up all the way. That doesn't seem like the best way to do it. Now, they've got this, like, playground plane thing, and it makes noises. In fact, I'm sure it said, get on the plane. Get on the plane. Let's get on the plane. What my super high ass heard was, don't get on the plane. Don't get on the plane. And I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't get on the plane. The plane is telling me not to get on the plane. I shouldn't do this. So me being me, I still get on the plane. And as I'm walking down like that, that little skyway to get on the plane, I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, I'm going to die on this plane. I'm going to die on this plane. As I walk over the threshold, I say, Fuck it. And then I immediately regret it. I'm like, I don't mean that. 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 <laughs> Turns out my plane didn't crash. Or it did, and this conversation isn't actually happening, but my life is flashing before my eyes, and I'm already dead. I don't know. Or, or you're in a multi-universe where you survive. 
Whoa. <laughs> ah, ah, you know what I mean? What in the Rick and Morty? <laughs> uh, me and my girl, we watch a lot of Marvel. We what, what kind of I'm not what's that what's that thing called we was watching? WandaVision. Where it had the multi universes and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that was dope. I'm a I'm a big fan of Paul Bettany. He's the shit. He is. <laughs> so what do you think about did you say where did you go to visit your son? You went to Texas? I went to Texas. What do you think about Texas and their mandates? Because I, I was in Texas too. I was in Texas. I had to do a Actually, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some um, some exclusive news too. I was in. A, I was supposed to do something in Tennessee, and uh, the people that I was supposed to do it with before they picked me up, they caught COVID nineteen, so they canceled my trip. So I canceled my trip, and they sent me half of money that was supposed to pay me for working with them. Then um, I got on the airplane. And I went to Texas. When I went to Texas. I noticed that te- Texas, man, when we got on the plane, there was masks everywhere. Every time I got on the subway to go to a different part, there was masks everywhere. Like, it was the only place that, like, when the flight attendants were, like, uh, walking around and people were trying to take their mask off, they were telling them, can you please put your mask on? They had, like, a, had a little attitude about it. But while I was in Texas, I hit up my uh, uh, I hit up my homeboy, uh, my homeboy that I make beats with, and he's in Texas. And long story short, I got a beat with 808 Mafia, like me and 808 Mafia, Project One, Project X, newest member of 808 Mafia. Uh, we made a beat together. Very cool. Congratulations on that. Yeah, that is an exclusive. Thank you very it's much gonna, for sharing that. That's 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 exceedingly dope. Um, yeah, it's gonna be on Shots. It's gonna be on Shots' new album. So, uh, in answering the question. For a place that didn't, that, that you know, the state, uh, the, the governor dropped the mask mandates, they were still pretty serious about the masks. Uh, here in, in Soldatna, the masks aren't really a big thing. Like, the, you, you have to, your kids have to wear them in school, but aside from that, nobody wears a mask. We did a comedy show up here, um, you know, it was packed, nobody wore a mask. So... Uh, but in Texas, I was surprised. So, like, on one hand, I went to um, uh, like a like a, a, a jujitsu school, Tenth Planet in Round Rock, and yeah. they never they never wore masks. Like, they, I know folks down there that pride in themselves on never ever wearing a mask and, and raw dog and the whole thing. But I thought that Texas was um, they were they were very masky people. Um. They were very, very much pro mask. I, I wore them. Um, I only, I think I only wore them in the grocery store, but I got a lot of looks because I wasn't wearing one. Okay. Um, I think the grocery store was was the only place I wore one. Um, and it, and it was only because there was like someone there asking you like as soon as you walk into where and like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not from here. I, I know not of your culture, so mm-hmm. I wore my mask. But that was probably the only place that I wore one. Uh, I didn't wear them at the mall. I didn't wear them around, but you, you got some looks uh, not wearing a mask. Uh, I would say more people were wearing masks than weren't. Okay. That makes sense. All right. But, uh, 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 nah, I just know Texas was like that, but every other place I went to, Atlanta, Tennessee, uh, they're about wearing that mask. They're about wearing that mask. Um, 
Yeah. I, I know, I, at the airport, at the airport, but I, I know outside Atlanta when they turning up, ain't no one wearing no mask really. As you know, uh, and if you're indoors around a bunch of people, whatever, whatever. What I did notice when I went through Salt Lake City, when I noticed when I was traveling, is that people were very scared. Like I saw, um, I saw a woman. I, I felt really bad for her. She was wearing two masks and she was wearing woodworking goggles. <coughs> like she was like these. These were legit. Like. I'm I'm gonna do some sanding. I'm I'm cutting some wood. You know the shit you wore in shop class, like. But that's yeah. what she two masks and and goggles. And I'm like I just I don't I don't want to I I I don't want to live in that kind of fear. If someone does, I I don't I don't know what their health situation is. Um, and so it's it's not it's not for me to judge. But I don't want to feel like I have to live in that kind of fear. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree. I can agree on that, but I think we need to come to the grips of reality of like, it's bad. Like, you know what I mean? No matter what Republican, Democrat, what you believe in, hospitals are full. You know what I mean? And that's, da- that's, that's dangerous to any economy. That means like a lot of places you can break your leg and all they can say is we can't help you. You could need certain type of medicines and done like I just had a, a medical emergency uh, a month ago and like I couldn't really go see a doctor like and I was like in some serious pain and <clears throat> it's scary right now so I understand the go but to be honest with you and it also speaks on the situation what's going on I saw a lot of people dressed up with the mask the gloves and the stuff on but the only people that were like that to keep it real with you because we need to talk about this issue was the Asians because they didn't want no one to say anything about and I didn't notice that until like I got home that the Asians were super covered up because they, they got a lot of shit going on with them what's really fucked up in America right now. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Um I it's it's weird that, that we've come to a place where we, we have to say out loud stop Asian hate. That it's like we have to actually we have to actually say it um and it shouldn't be that way. Like it, we have an entire group of people who are um, who are being attacked by all kinds of people. Um, you know, it, just for existing. Yeah, it's just fucking, for existing. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> just for that, just off just off the basis of existing. And and it's and it's not just you know like. The Chinese, it's it. Everyone it, from Asia kind of gets lumped together. There were she, there were Sikhs, uh, there were Indians that were getting the shit beat out of them after September 11th, right? But these are, you know, these aren't Arabic terrorists. These are American citizens who are who are here, right? Like the and they're a completely different faith. I don't, man. It's uh, it's exceedingly fucked up. Uh, and also, it's like, also, it's like, how stupid are you? Like, why would you attack someone completely innocent? Like, he didn't do anything. Why are you wasting, in these times and days in the pandemic, why are you wasting your energy on that? <laughs> it's like, people people are going homeless. People are losing their jobs. There, there's, We are in a real recession going on on 
rich, poor, whatever, black, white, we're going through some stuff and you're worried about hating people based just based off of the fact that they exist and they ain't doing anything to you. And it's and it seems like it's all old people. Like generally speaking, it's all fucking old people who are getting attacked. Uh, they, you have the you have the the shooting um, in jeez, uh, was it Atlanta? It was Atlanta. Eight people got shot. Yeah, in uh, Asian, um, two, white, two white women in the massage parlors. Yeah. However, um, aside from that, it's assaults on old people. It's old men being uh, being attacked. It's old women being attacked. Nobody. And it's, like, and it's every time you hear it, it's like five or six people are beating them at once. Yeah, like how much how much assistance do you need to beat up an old man or an old woman? You piece of shit. Like you and and like you're right. You you can't find a better way to invest your energy than than beating someone up for something for something. Like like their their race, their skin color, where they and and, 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 and it's sad. That it's a pandemic, you know. Viruses are spread by every person, every kind of race in the world. Like every race that spread viruses, it was just it happened to be this place at this time, and we wasn't taking it seriously, and it blew up. So judging them based off that is horrible. Like mad cow disease, you know. There's a lot of American diseases that can't, you know. I don't. Mad cow disease was popping here, but I don't think it started here. But like a lot of diseases that we helped spread because we was being ignorant and careless too. And like, you know what I mean? That's just how the world works. And that's why the government should have things set up for disease outbreak and believe in science. So those things won't happen and we won't be in this bullshit. I couldn't donate blood in Iraq because I lived in Germany during the mad cow outbreak. Yeah, that shit was real. Yeah, that, 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 I remember. Um, <clears throat> I remember. Uh, I'm oh, this is gonna get my age. I, I remember when chicken pox was a thing, and I remember uh, chicken pox was a thing, and the a majority of African Americans were dying of chicken pox, and African Americans was debating and like really fighting to get vaccinated. Now it's looking like. So to prevent, you know, disease to spread in the community. Now it's looking like it's going the other way when it comes to coronavirus, and I wonder why. Um, I so if we're gonna talk about the vaccine, I, I think that people don't trust their sources. Um, I think that you can look up uh, companies like Modera, you can look up Pfizer, and especially companies like Johnson and Johnson. Um, and things that they've done in in during the time of their existence, just just in our lifetime. Okay, so baby powder, baby powder had asbestos in it. Johnson and Johnson baby powder had asbestos in it. People were getting cancer from baby powder. Johnson and Johnson knew about it for decades and did nothing about it. They they suppressed the information. They they hid it. They um they 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 pushed it away and, and acted like it wasn't they bought happening. People, they bought they they bought people off, politicians, all that shit. They, they bought Democrats, they Republican. They was paying them, you know. What I mean, just like Bayer, what's a Bayer or a Tylenol? They were just selling out heroin for a couple of years and shit like that. They were they were really selling like opium. No, double, uh, what's it called? Opium. They were selling they were selling opios and shit for the longest. And I understand the history of of science and also, like, you know, where they were passing um, 
the Tuskegee Project with black people and stuff like that, but there's always been evil in every, there's been good and there's been evil. And, you know, we, and, and in this time period, we can do more research than ever. Like I'm vaccinated. My girl's vaccinated. I don't know how you feel about it. I had too many people in my family die from the coronavirus and I'm going to be 100% real with you. Like I always read about pandemics and like Muslims uh, cultures, like, you know, like reason why Muslims don't eat pork and not on the religious aspect, but it's the history of like uh, where they, you know, eating pork first started in kingdoms and castles and shit like that was uh, um, when they started to get pork and stuff like that back in the older days, they cooked meat on fire like they do now, but they didn't really cook meat good enough. They didn't cook good meat enough. And when they didn't cook meat good enough, people got sick. That's why it was uh, people got sick and disease was spread, and there was not many hospitals back then. So uh, populations and villages will get wiped out faster because disease and they have medicine right there. So a lot of kingdoms and out, uh, kingdoms back in those times, just not off religious books, like eating lobster because lobster was a bottom feeder and you know what I mean? And eating um, pig or, or animals style like that was like illegal. You know what I mean? Cause it spread so many diseases and Muslim culture adopted that. Like they didn't make that up. That's what was going on at the time. Um, I feel um, personally, I, I'm, I think mandating vaccines is pretty scary. Okay. When you um. I'm trying to remember the last time the government said we all need to get on the same page and it worked out well for everyone. Um, it's the same thing with celebrity endorsements or incentivizing getting a shot, saying that you can get a free donut a day from Krispy Kreme if you get a shot sounds like like health is not your number one priority. Now, I understand why people would get a vaccine. I, I understand um, that fear. I know that uh, if, you're, um, if you have a history of asthma, if you have a history of breathing problems, the last thing that you want to do is um, get a, a respiratory illness something that's going to make it even harder to breathe. So I, like, I'm, I don't judge anyone for getting My dad got the vaccine. Um, I don't see myself getting the vaccine anytime soon. But question, question, question. I want a question. Okay. Have you done your research on the vaccine? Uh, about it being an uh, uh, MRA or, or not? Not exactly. No, I just I just don't trust it. I don't trust it because it's where it's coming from. The fact that if if anything wrong, if if it goes wrong, if it causes heart problems, if it caught like check there's no recourse. Check 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 it out. I 100 percent agree with you. But if you have to do it, I'm telling you, like if you have to do it, your safest options. Your safest option. Is go with Moderna. If you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I respect their right not doing it, but if you have to do it, or you, you know what I'm saying, you're in a position where you got to take one, go with Moderna. Go with that one. Let me say for anyone listening or watching, neither of us are doctors. Yeah, definitely that. But like, all right, because my research, research, research on that one was like it was the safe, it was the safest, uh, it was the safest one, and plus like. I saw what the coronavirus did to my dad and like, I've been knowing him my whole life. He's always been a healthy guy. 
at his age and moving around and all that shit and like what he did to him and how it took out a couple of family members and how it's evolving. And I don't know. It's like, it's a catch 22 because our government is a piece of shit. You know, it's always been a piece of shit, especially to anyone. If you're poor, our government's been a piece of shit to you, no matter what race, but especially the black people. And I understand where the fear come from, but there's a lot of signs backing, you know, and there's all backing what's going on. And as the thing about it is the scary thing about the coronavirus is it's evolving and we don't know like what state it's going to evolve to. So I feel like we're trying to get on because this can be like we have climate change going on, a whole bunch of other shit going on and we got a disease going on. It's like, who can you govern if you have no people to govern? However, if you can govern by fear. And, and I think in a, in a lot of regards, that's what's happening is we're being governed by fear. Um, one of the things that, they're, that our public health officials aren't talking about, like the, the people who are telling us to get vaccines, what they're not telling us is, you know, eat better. They're not telling you work out. They're not telling you get outside, take vitamin D, take zinc. There's this, this catch all. But we have to understand that everybody is different. Every single body is different. And so for, for there to be a vaccine that works for everybody, it's not going to work for everybody. Some people are going to have adverse reactions. Some people have gotten Bell's palsy. Some people uh, have, have had uh, other illnesses and other problems linked to, their, um, linked to the vaccine where there was no real issue uh, with coronavirus because it affects everybody different. We had it come through my house and... Um, and I remember, uh, my, my bride said, I can't taste, I can't taste the food. I don't know. It was cause she was kind of a bland cook myself, but, uh, <laughs> congratulations on getting married, man. Um, congratulations. I've been married forever, dude, but thank you. Oh, okay. 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 My bad. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. I like my wife. She's awesome. But, um, yeah. So like, uh, so I, I just thought she didn't season her food or anything, but, but, more than anything, like, it affects everybody different. Like, there are symptoms. Not all symptoms are universal. Like, you, you know, uh, not everyone loses their sense of smell. Not everyone loses their sense of taste. Not everyone gets a, gets a cough. Not everyone gets bedridden. Lots of folks get it, don't know they, they've got it um, because everybody is different. Like, not everyone's going to have the same, uh, same effects. Uh, um, George Carlin had a really great joke about swimming in the Hudson River in New York as a kid, and that's why he's ne- he never gets sick because his immune system uh, was used to you know like swimming in shitty water. So you know like he didn't get the flu, he didn't get the he didn't get a cold because his immune system was able to put up a fight. If people don't leave the house and they don't interact with people and they don't um, they don't exert their bodies then the body becomes weak and you know, you have to challenge your body. Otherwise it's going to get, it's just going to get progressively weak. It's like, if you don't work out, if you don't go to the gym, if you don't do these things, your health is going to decline. You're going to become progressively more weak. If you don't, if you don't jog, you don't run, your heart's going to get uh, progressively weak. Your body's going to get weak. And eventually if you get something like a coronavirus, that is something your body can't handle, um, then you're going, it's going to affect you worse than it would if you were watching your diet, watching what you eat, working out, 
um, doing these things that most of us know we're supposed to be doing anyway for a matter of good health, right? You're, you're eating poorly. If your diet is gummy bears and Mountain Dew, Right, that's what you eat because that's that's what you. Oh, you talking? You talking? That's a holiday special. That's a holiday special. Yeah, but um, yeah, you got five bucks. You go on a holiday and you're hungry. Yeah, I get it. Um, Philip, you, I, I get it, but I I I agree. I agree with you, but it's back to that that fear factor, and I think it's it, fear is technically not a bad thing. Or a good thing. It's how it's used. But like, I think we're trying to have an honest conversation about science. And it's not about if your body is strong enough to fight it right now. It's the possibility of what it's evolving into and how fast it is evolving. It's the scary factor because it can get strong enough to take out healthier people. So, and I have, I totally agree. I think things should be open, but I do think people should wear masks and blah, 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 and stuff like that and be safe about it. Cause when my dad caught it, caught me, caught, uh, caught it, I was talking to a doc- doctor, and he told me the most dangerous thing about this coronavirus is the wandering idiot. And I was like, "What is that?" He was like, "It's that one guy that caught it, and he's trying to explain to you like you got it. Just stay home for a little bit, and you know, you know, you, nothing will happen. But he don't believe you, or he's selfish, and he's just spreading that shit." It's not the people, not like you, that you know respectfully wear the mask when when you need to or go away. You ain't out there spitting people's swabbing spit with someone, or you know what I mean. I'm I, pretty, pretty sure you ain't smoking joints with no one unless they're like of your household and shit. It's those reckless people that is fucking it up for everybody. Blunt passing season is done. Okay, yeah. You know like let's 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 throw that out. Like if you're still sharing blunts with strangers at this point, it's nasty. And but that's the that's the time and place we're at, man. That is the time and place we're at. Where I think that most of us, not most of us, a lot of people are comfortable being governed by their own fears. And and that's where it gets really scary. The fear has kept a lot kept a lot of people alive. Fear is not a bad thing. It's about how you go. But we all scared of something. It's about how you go about it. And like I don't, I, I appreciate people having. Realistic concert, um, co- realistic conversations, and get the fear factor out out the way, so we can get to a realistic res- resolution. So, I don't want to say people smarter than me, but some of the folks that I have gotten my information from have said things to me like, "The coronavirus test is essentially a test of." Uh, is is just a test for the A B uh, flu virus, right? Yeah. My fear, my fear with the vaccine, right, is that now we got to get a, a new COVID nineteen uh, um, because it's evolving all the time. We've got to get a new COVID nineteen vaccine, right? Like we like we we're getting a new flu vaccine every year, but we've seen that the flu vaccine actually weakens the immune system. So what is what are going to be the long term effects of uh, this? And I know it's a different vaccine, like with the flu vaccine, you're getting shot up with the flu, uh, where this is something that I I guess affects your RNA. It's protein. It's protein. It's protein. Like it's like I think it's some type of protein there because explain to explain to me. But yeah, there's no coronavirus in the vaccine. Um. 
my concern just becomes like, what is the next thing? The thing that like the the idea of a of a vaccine passport to do to do commerce, right? It, to I mean, money. That, that, but that that's also like you got to respect. That's also America. You got to respect people's decisions. And people wanted to govern and do business like that. You know what I mean? Go like I, I respect. You know what I mean? If you don't want, if you want those people that don't want to wear a mask. Don't go to no place where it requires you to wear one. You know what I mean? Like, if you rocking like that, rock like that. You know what I mean? You can't, you, just like you have the right to make your own decisions, people have the right, and if people are going to have a business and no one goes to their business because they don't want to wear a mask, hey, that, that's their business, or, or vice versa. But if you're rocking like that, you need to rock like that. Fair enough. I you know, don't know. I, I, you um, I don't have any of the answers. Like a year into this, we still don't really have any answers. We're just still kind of figuring it out as we go along. Uh, I, I like that in Florida, they don't give a fuck about anything. Um, but they, they don't. Seen- that, that's but but you see, the hospitals is full, and that's where their government start changing his uh, like adding curfew and a whole bunch of shit. Because when your hospitals get full, that's when shit gets real. Well, they had a curfew because because uh, there were shootings and and Miami was was becoming a, a crazy crazy place for a little while. Um, but they've seen uh, if if you're comparing them to say California, which has been locked down, no. um, they're no, they're looking at the same infection rates. They're looking at very similar numbers. In fact, in Texas, uh, since the governor dropped the mask mandate, they've actually seen a reduction in coronavirus cases. Now, that could be uh, more people getting vaccinated. That means more people are, are going out and about. Um, maybe less people are getting tested. Maybe people have already had it, and so they don't feel too too worried about it. Um, also, also, coming from, like, people doing their business, like they want to do their business, like, if you don't want to wear a mask, they probably go into a place where you don't got to wear a mask. And if you want to wear you got to wear a mask here, then... I think a lot of people are moving like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like I said, if generally speaking, if the business is asking me to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I got the woke and baked masks for that very reason. <laughs> I need one. Oh shit! I'll, I'll I'll make sure you get one on the next time I I, uh, I head up to Anchorage, sir. Um, okay, man. Now I've got to get running. I have got to do dad stuff. Uh, Savvy, please plug everything you've got coming out. You you gave us the exclusive about the 808 Mafia. Tell me everything else that you're working on that you can talk about. Uh, Ducks off the grid too is coming out soon. Shout I out got, to Duckman. I got. I'm all over that. As you should be. I, thank you. I, I think I got like three or four joints on there. But I, yeah, I'm all over that. Shock's album is like my project, Sule's project, and Sob's, and Shock's project that I'm kind of really proud of working on. But that's we're shooting a music video for it. We're just editing it right now, but that should be dropping soon. We're gonna be dropping that. It's gonna be we're gonna just drop five packs constantly, like everything we're dropping. Each each song will have a video. Each song will have a video, and there'll be five joints every project, and we're dropping about like. Five or six of them. That's awesome. Congratulations, my friend. Yeah, so, well, it's a lot of work. 
Yeah, but it's but it's paying off, right? So it's not like you're, you know, spinning your wheels, not doing anything with it, just working for the sake of work. There's production coming out of it. You're getting the placements. You had that goal about uh, about hitting Billboard uh, this year. You're on your one. way to that. I got, I got, I got. Actually, I got a, uh, I got a joint with an artist that's pro- uh, he's independent. He's from Texas. A homeboy plugged me in, but he's doing like 13 million in views independently a month. So like, it's gonna be. I didn't. He just grabbed the beat from me. I I can't say his name yet, but I got one. I got I got one that's. It's definitely not gonna be a Billboard. It's definitely gonna be like on a Spotify playlist. So like, it's coming, and everything is, you know. Coronavirus been fucked up, but I'm not gonna lie. The most money I've made off my beats have been this year. Same no, thing. With been, the, it was, it was 20, yeah. no 2020, 2020. I mean 2020. Yeah. Same thing with the podcast. I got uh, more listens, more views, been more successful with the podcast during the coronavirus than at any point before that. So, um, if you want to get work in, you can get work in. I think that the folks that have been productive. Uh, during the coronavirus and not just sat at home fucking staring at their TV. Coronavirus have definitely made everyone realize it don't matter if it's DoorDash or Uber Eats, you got to have a side hustle or you got to have something that generates just even not just pay all your bills, but generate a little bit money to save you because depending on one source of income, it's just it's horrible advice. It, it, it's you know, it's it's a bad idea. That's this, you know. What I mean, selling selling beats, engineering, mixing, doing everything from commercials to rap music has really it helped me fix my credit a little bit, and it also helped me um, put a down payment on a car I want this year. So like, and it helped. It's also got me like in different states. So like. I'm very thankful at the same time, but it, it like reality hit me pretty hard when I lost my job from coronavirus. However, it forced you to to do and to to move into the other things. True. So, like blessings and curses, my friend. Um, and when my dad was sick, like he was out for like two weeks, like on bed rest, and like. I literally did not leave my, uh, I went to my parents' house because my mom wasn't, my mom was, you know, down. So anything she needed, I just stayed over there. And I quickly cranked out like, like 56 beats. Like, and that was the first time in a long time, like, I made beats. And like, it helped me step my shit up. Good. Good. All right, Savvy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. It is always a pleasure, my friend. My brother, my guy. I holler at you. All right, man. Peace. Peace. All right. I would like to thank Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More. I was there today doing some curls for the girls with young Hickson strapped to my back. It was pretty cool. I enjoy going to the gym with the little guy. I have a, a backpack that he just kind of goes in. It, it's not like he's in an actual backpack backpack, but it's like a pack that goes on my back. It's almost like a rucksack. Anyway, it's it's got a kickstand too, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that they made uh, backpacks with kickstands for kids. So I, I put him down on the ground. I do my pull-ups and 
he cheers me on. He doesn't actually cheer, but he just kind of sits there and does this cool little smile thing to let me know that, you know, like he's watching me and maybe he's hoping I fall, maybe not, but I, I like to think that uh, he's cheering me on. Anyway, if you start to hear some thump, that was uh, Mr. LePew. He was walking on the table. It turns out uh, Mr. LePew is a boy cat. Anyway, going back to Iron Asylum, I was there today, young Hickson and I, we had a really, really good time. The gym is open 24 hours a day and I'm grateful. And because I have a new baby, I have no idea when I'm gonna be able to get in there. And if the gym wasn't open 24 hours a day, I don't know when I could guarantee that I get in there. Sometimes I get in there at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I get in there at four o'clock in the afternoon, but it is always there. It is always open. And they got brand new hammer strength equipment in today. So if you are looking for a place that has badass equipment, Iron Asylum located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More is the place to get your power lifting on or get your cardio on, whatever it is that you're trying to do. They've got kettlebells, they've got squat racks, plural, like several of them. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever your fitness goals are, they've got a trainer for you that can help you get to uh, to those goals. They can work on meal plans. They can work on injury recovery. They've got some really, really talented trainers over there. And a good majority of them are active competitors in something, whether it's uh, powerlifting, physique uh, lift, or physique lifting, physique training, or if you're trying to do, uh, you know, like an Ironman, they've got a trainer there that'll help you out. Her name's Angie. She's a badass. If you want to learn how to run a thousand miles and then swim 500 miles and then jog like another 5,000 miles, whatever you, it is that you do for an Ironman, that's swimming. You swim there, right? Like you jog, you swim, you ride a bike, but Angie can help you knock out all of that stuff. If you're trying to get into a competition, they've got Tyler, they've got Coach Kim, uh, they've got uh, Coach Hunter, whatever it is that you're trying to do, they'll get you there. Your trainers, your coach will help you get there. But if you know what you're doing, even better. They've got something for you. Give Brandon a call at 907-953-4720 for more information. Next up, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the brewmeisters of Hashade, and they make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter. They also carry flour from your favorite local cultivators as well as your favorite concentrate extractors. Red Run also, because they have their own manufacturing facility, they make it really hard to beat their prices. Now they've got all kinds of options. If you like cartridges, they have different price caps, right? Like they've got silver, gold, and I believe platinum or diamond is their, like, their top level of, of cartridges. Man, they've got all kinds of stuff. They also carry edibles from Lady Grey as well as Creative Confections, and they stock Alaskan-made Frontier CBD. Be sure to ask your bud tender for any recommendations or suggestions. Also, check out RedRunCannabisCompany.com or Weed Maps for their current menu. Hashade and other Red Run products are available throughout the great state of Alaska. So be sure 
to go into wherever your fine dispensary is, let them know what you're looking for, and they will take care of you. Otherwise, you don't have a fine dispensary because they aren't taking care of their customers. The Red Run Cannabis Company is the joint. The jelly, whatever it is, they're somebody's jam. They're awesome, I'm a big fan. All right, also, last but not least, 10th Planet Soldatna, located at All American Training Center. Classes go from seven to, well, whatever time we wrap up. And they are coached by 10th Planet Black Belt, Curtis Hembroff. So if you are looking to get your no-gi jujitsu on, come train with 10th Planet Soldatna. All right, again, classes are at seven and they go till they're not going anymore. Located in Soldatna on the Kenai Spur Highway in the All-American Training Center, I cannot say enough about this place to go do murder yoga. So go do murder yoga, make some friends, make some, learn, meet some strangers, all right? They won't be strangers after they're friends. It's pretty cool. All right, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Thank you, DJ Savvy, for hanging out and talking to us a little bit about the little Nas X sneakers, as well as a full-on history lesson about, well, all kinds of cool stuff. All right, be sure to check out the links in the description for some of the topics that we touched upon. All right, folks, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Thanks for listening this far along. You are wonderful folks, and we love you. Toodaloo, mother lover. Lovers, mothers, loved mothers and mother lovers. That's what we're going with. All right, have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Have a great whenever it is you are listening to this. And here is your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.